On this episode of Kenny and the Coaches, I'm talking with Coach Randy Norton. He started his coaching career at Durant Middle School, where he coached football, basketball, and baseball. From there, he spent a year at Kingston, where he did junior high and high school football, along with strength and conditioning. After that, he spent a year at Porter, where he coached football, basketball, and baseball. From there, he spent 11 years as an assistant football coach at Velma Elma before becoming the head football coach for the past four seasons. He is also the head powerlifting and baseball coach. Randy's one of those guys that, as a coach, you love to compete against. As nice of a person as you'll meet off the field, but when it comes to competition on the field, he, he's as fierce as a competitor as you'll face. But then when the game is over, it's over. On to the next challenge. I'm really excited about this episode and to pick Coach's brain about their success. Here's my conversation with Coach Randy Norton. All right, Coach, thanks for, thanks for taking the time out of your weekend to talk to me. Oh, no problem. Yeah, in the intro part of it, which you didn't hear, but you'll hear later, I talked about how nice of a guy you are, but <laughs> as as nice as you are, you're as fierce as of a competitor as you are nice. I, I kind of feel that way. How do you – I mean, like, in the game, like when we played you guys this year, I mean, it was pretty – you know, y'all beat us pretty good, but it was one of those games that you just kind of, as a coach, you get, like, amped up for. And yeah. I was – I remember after the game, I was mad, you know. I'm the definition of a sore loser. I hate. I hate. I'm that of that mentality. Show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. I, I, and I, that's probably something I need to work on. But I remember going through the handshake line. I was, you know, being as diplomatic as I could. Good game. Good game. Then I got to you, and you shook my hand and hugged me, and I was like, "Oh, don't hug me. We just competed." But I, mean, I always feel like you do a great job of, you know, being a fierce competitor, but letting it go. I mean, how do you kind of? How do you let that stuff go? Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it's just all an act. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am, and, and that's something I like to do is uh, be be as kind as I can to people. Yeah. And um, but you know, I mean, if we're playing the game, the game's to win. Yep. And uh, you know, um, that's just one of the things I think I was. You know, my dad, one of the things my dad told me when I was young, when we didn't play a game very well and I was kind of pouting around and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. He says, you know what? He said, it didn't look to me like you guys played very hard, so what are you whining for? <laughs> and, you know, I mean, yep. and he was just blunt about it. Yep. And yeah, that kind of stuck with me, you know. And it's, I mean, that's one thing you can control. But, no, I mean, it, the game's played to win. And, 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 I want, I, and if I'm going to play a game, I mean, I want to win. I think just like you do, and and believe me, and when we lose, I really don't want you know to <laughs> yeah. hear anything from the other coach other than you know, hey, good job or whatever. And I'll get over it in a day or two, and yeah, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I just always try to remember, you know, um, uh, be gracious and or humble in victory and gracious in defeat. And and that's very tough to do. And and I just try to model for our kids that, hey, those guys, I mean, if you beat somebody, they wanted to win Mm -hmm. just as bad as you wanted to win. And it's hard on them. So shake their hand, tell them good job, you know. And, um, you know, that's just – you know, I just that's just me, I guess. I'm just trying to be me. So yeah, I hear you. Now, I mean, you hadn't had to be on the losing side of that very much. I know, like, yeah. And you know, in our old playing days, you know, I remember I was a linebacker, and you were the center. From were you the center? Well, I played a lot of places, but yeah. probably a guard. 
when when you played. Yeah, goodness, yeah. man. I, I will always, you know, I'll be in the nursing home, and I'll still remember you. The was it ninety three, ninety four, ninety two, yeah, yeah. Those two lines, man. That was like the immovable object, dude. I mean, that was, golly, you guys were were pretty special. I mean, it was. Well, thanks. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was one of those guys. I, I remember my junior year. I guess you, it would have been your senior year. It would have been my senior year. Yeah, I mean, I we it was one of those things. We I don't, we might have had like one loss, and you guys were undefeated, of course. And I remember we were talking all week like we had a chance, and then we get in the game. I think y'all beat us like forty-two to seven, or I don't even know if we. I think we might have no. scored on a kickoff return or something. No, it, I remember that game. I, I don't remember the score, but it was oh, a much gosh. closer game than that. It was a competitive no. game. Uh, you know, maybe so. for maybe when it was zero to zero, you guys were just good, man. Well, how? Yeah, we we go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean back back then we had pretty special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really. Uh, at the time, realize it as much as I do now that uh, getting a group of guys together that are that committed and just, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you can be athletic, you can be strong, you can be, you can be a lot of things, but just to be a football player, I mean, we just had a bunch of football players, you know, yeah. and, and you kind of yeah. know what I'm talking about. Oh, just, yeah. just gritty, tough guys that are just, you know, and and so th- those were special times, and and yeah, that, that was some of the best times of my life. You know, I, I, I remember that, you know, stuff, and and it's still special to me. Yeah. So, how um, do you? I mean, coaching it now, how do you see just the difference in it? I know, like. We're having to go back to 11 man, and I'm like, the stuff that I knew as a kid playing, you know, 11 man football, it's way different. How do you, I mean, like, just the mentality of the of the kids you know, from you guys to the way it is now? I don't know. I mean, this is just, um, you know, we were, we played in a phone booth. Yeah. And, and it basically <laughs> was, uh, I'm, I'm just it. tougher than you, and I'll just outlast you. Yeah, and these days it just seems even an eleven man watching it, um, you know, for the most part, it's more of a wide open game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to call it, I'm going to try to get my better players in space and give them an opportunity to make big plays. And and honestly, when I played, I mean, I'm not going to say Coach Poole didn't want a big play, but he was very content with having the ball in our hands, three, four yards at a time. And as long as you don't have the ball, you can't score. Yeah, and, and just and just be demoralizing. You know, it's kind of like uh, our goal was to we weren't necessarily looking to knock you out in a boxing match. We mm-hmm. were looking to make you quit in the corner. And yeah. these days, I mean, we're more. Hey, I'm looking to knock you out with that one punch, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and blow this thing wide open. And I mean, I don't know. I'm, it, but it definitely seems different, and yeah. and, and yeah. I don't know that kids are any different other than this, just the game changes. So yeah. Now being, I mean, you grew up in Velma, went to school at Velma, and being an alumni from a small town like that, where everybody knows who you are, do you? Whenever you took the job as a head coach, did you kind of feel like there was any kind of pressure? Uh, well, to succeed, because I mean, you guys, I mean, you you go in your gym and it kind of knocks you back. See all the yeah. you know, state qualifier, state champion. I mean, did you kind of feel any pressure to kind of continue well, that tradition? Not. I don't. Yeah, pressure, expectations, um, whatever. I, you know, um, I think it was self-inflicted for the most part because mm-hmm. 
you know, Coach Gothard had been there 17 years after my head coach had been there, so it had been the same thing for 25, 30 years. And, you know, you're talking about two guys that are in the Coaching Hall of Fame. And, yeah. you know, I, I was just trying to carry on what they had done. And, and look, the, some of the guys between Coach Gothard and me are good guys and are good coaches. And, you know, it just some part of it just timing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was a, you know, I think most of the pressure I felt, I think I put as much pressure on myself as anything, just, just trying to, you know, um, live up to what those guys have done and big shoes to fill. And, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's expectations at Velma to succeed and we expect to succeed and succeed. And, and, you know, I, I want to be somewhere where that's important. You know, I want to coach somewhere that being successful is important. And um, because I think that that carries on over into life and, and, you know, and and these kids, when they succeed, man, you can just you can just see the difference up and down the hallway. Uh, And and I don't know if you've noticed that empire or, or, you know, I don't know what your situation is as much. But the man, when, when a football team's good seems like everything's pretty good Contagious. and um so and, and even walking in the local the store in town or or whatever it's just a different vibe and, and i don't know exactly what it is but, but yeah i wanted that to come back and, and you know i, I you know uh, i sure don't like to fail so i put <laughs> quite a bit of pressure on myself I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I, th- I do think that stuff is contagion. I think it is something here at Empire that we're working on. But, I mean, you could just kind of tell the change in Velma. It's kind of like you guys were kind of not talked about as much, you know, before you kind of started having success. And now it's like, boom, there's Velma's back. I mean, it, yeah. you know, I mean, it's kind of, yeah. for me, I've always, you guys have, I've always respected you. you got a lot of friends over there, but I always want to beat you guys because you guys are oh, always, yeah, absolutely. You're always at the, you're always at the top, you know, and when you, yeah. All sports that you guys do over there. Now, going from eleven man to eight man, how do you think the the players, the school, the town? How do you think they've kind of received that? Um. Well, it was pretty mixed at first when the talk started, and, and you know, and I'll be honest, and I've told everybody this. Um, when I was first asked about it, you know, taking the job, and even before I ever took the job, years before what I thought about it, and I was like, you'll never hear those words come out of my mouth. <laughs> and yeah. just, you know, I didn't know anything about it. And, um, you know, and as I started to realize that, in my opinion, that's what we needed to do to, to be able to get, um, get back where we wanted to be, um, you know, I got to doing some deep thinking on it, you know, and soul searching. And, you know, about the only reason I could come up with not to transition to eight man was because we had never played it before. I mean, yeah. everything else I could think of just made sense that. And in the end, um, the success of the kids now um, became my priority and um, my obligation to put them in the best spot to be successful versus, uh, Hey, let's just stick it out. And, you know, maybe one of these days, uh, we'll get back to where we were at. And, and, you know, um, Hey, we always, we've always taken a lot of pride at Velma and we played a lot of 11 man football games with 17, 18 kids and, and just said, this is the way we do it. And, 
and I and I and I'm proud of that, and I'm proud of everybody that was part of that. But but when I got there, we weren't we weren't taking 17 kids and winning 12 football games. We were taking 16, 17 kids, and we were going 0 and 9, or yeah. having to we're having to start six, eight freshmen on a high school team, and we all know. Yeah. You get, there's not that many freshmen ready to play no. at that level. And mm-hmm. it just for the sake of the kids to give them a chance to feel what, what I had a chance to feel when I played, mm-hmm. I thought it was the right transition. And, and I think now for the most part, I think, um, the town enjoys it and they look at it and they go, you know what? This is football. I really Absolutely. don't even notice a difference anymore. Yep. So, yeah. Um, well, what do you think about, because the eight-man game in Oklahoma, as in in general, because it seems like you know, like us, we're having to we're going to have to move back up to eleven-man, and you know, there seems like there's every year or every two years, there's always teams that you know have been in eleven-man, kind of like the situation you guys were in. Didn't know mm-hmm. if you wanted to come down or not. You could, and you decided to, and it's been for the yeah. good. And then you know, you've got some teams that are going to have to move up. What? You know what do you? It, to me, it seems like a lot of the the traditional eleven man, you know, class A uh, powerhouses are having to, or not necessarily powerhouses, but teams that you've heard of in class A are having to make that transition just because of numbers. I mean, do you kind of see? I know it's been talked about a lot, but do you see kind of the future of eight man in Oklahoma kind of opening up more teams? Well, on that? you know, um, I hope to. You know, I, I think. You know, I like to be an optimist about it, and I think that's what's necessary. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, for for Empire and you guys, and and you and Coach Hayes and those guys over there, just I, I know people from Empire and that have kids there. And and you know, uh, me looking from the outside, you know, it would be in Empire's best interest to stay eight man yeah. if they could get districted eight man. And, and you know, and it's not my business what what goes on there, but. You know, I also understand getting districted 11, man, that maybe that, you know, I want to play for something, not just play an independent schedule. But yeah. I think if the organizations have the best interest of the kids, that we'll make some adjustments and we'll expand eight-man or we will uh, – you know, I don't know what the answer is, but I definitely think that Something needs to be done. I don't think that it's good for football. I don't think it's good for kids when you lose participation, um, when, uh, you know, kids want to be successful. And there's a big discrepancy between having 150 kids in school and having 220. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, participation across the board, I think, is, is down in athletics. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, you know, I think schools like Empire – um, and Velma and, and some of these other schools around that they have a desire to play eight men because they can be more successful and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I, I think that we need to be willing to, and I'm certainly willing, and I would be all for, you know, uh, expanding the eight man, uh, you know, the, the number of teams can be, or make an adjustment to where where these kids aren't left out. It's not their fault. Yeah, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. it's not their fault. And, but likewise, you know, um, there has to be a cutoff, just like there's a cutoff between A and 2A mm-hmm. and 2A and 3A. But what we've seen over the year, it seems to me, my opinion, is we see the larger classes, 6A, 5A, 4A, getting smaller and pushing teams down 
And in the end, uh, the smaller schools are just kind of, hey, well, this is what you guys are left with. Y'all just going to have to make do. Yep. And, um, you know, yep. I don't think that's right uh, mm-hmm. for our kids. And, and um, so, you know, uh, I hope and I think that it will change. Um, so, yeah. you know. I- yep, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um now, one thing I've always noticed, you know, since I got back in it and we started playing you guys was the size of your coaching staff. I mean, I know <laughs> you, I know you got a lot of lay coaches and but I mean, having that many guys cuz you know like here we had we have four and only had three and that, you know, every other coaching staff and eight man I've been a part of, yeah. kind of had small staffs. And you know, just not being around that, I'm sure that, you know, when you guys were 11 man you know, you had that many coaches, you just brought that down. How do you, I mean, this is probably just a random question. Not many people care about, but I care about how do you guys, I mean, you're the, you're the leader of the group. How do you kind of go about everybody being on the same page when it comes to, you know, I think the strategy part of it's simple. You yeah. know, when you got your offense coordinator, defense coordinator, and you go from there, but like, you know, just kind of being on the same page. And to me, it seemed at first, you can almost have too many people, but you yeah. always feel like you, from the looks of it, it, looks like you do a great job of everybody has their responsibilities. I mean, how do, how do you, I guess, how do you get your coaching staff to kind of buy into that? Well, you know, I mean, I don't know that I've had to get them to buy into it. I think that just, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> there's been some really good people want to be involved. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the guys that I have on the sideline are, are, are coaches and they, and they know how to play football and they know how to coach football and, and they're smart guys and they understand their role and, and, and all the guys that I have on the, on the sideline now are all team players. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm the head coach and, and, and I have an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator and I let them do their job and, yeah. you know, they run things by me and it's, Hey, we have two options here. What do you think? Well, let's get with the secondary coach and see how all this fits up, and we'll go from there, you know, something yeah. like that. And, and you know, the, both of those guys know that's their job. Um, it takes such a load off me. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I've got an offensive line coach, and he's out of college, and, and he was a Valma kid and uh, Creed Wright, and he came back and wanted to be a part of it, just contribute whatever way he can, he could, and 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 he comes in and and, and he runs the offensive line drills, and and you know, and he he gets with me and the offensive coordinator and says, hey, I think uh, this kid's better at this and that kid's better at that. What do you think, you know, or what mm-hmm. do I need to work on? And and everybody just kind of naturally falls in the pecking order of where they should because because we have a lot of team players yeah, you know there. that's important and, yeah. and 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 absolutely hey i'm a three yard and a cloud of dust guy but if you watch this the last couple of years i mean we <laughs> throw it around spread it out but yep. you know that's what that's what um our old, old coordinator and and we feel like fits us the best yeah. so you know i have to be flexible and um i have to be flexible and you know, if everything has to be my way, I don't think that we're going to be as good. And, you know, I, I've told every one of them, and, and I've just robbed this, and, and it's terrible. I'm going to quote it, but and hmm. I'm not taking care of But one of the one of the generals in World War II, you know, told all of the guys on him, said, hey, if we're all thinking the same thing, there's only one of us thinking. Yeah, and true. so I want input. 
And, you know, we all have different ideas, and I welcome that, and I respect it. And um, so yeah, I'm just very – I let them do their job, and I encourage them to. So Yeah, that's, that's important. I know as a coordinator it's important because, you know, I've been at other places where it's kind of – I'd have ideas, but I know it would fall on deaf ears. So it's yeah. important to kind of feel like this is my thing that I'm doing to contribute to the team as a Absolutely. coordinator. Um, well, oh, go ahead. Well, no, and I mean, I was just kind of expand on that a little bit. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, one of my la- my last job before I got out of coaching and then back in, I mean, I was with a man that was a really good football coach, and he, and, he, and he knew a lot of football, and I was like, hey, what do you want me to do? Well, I'll watch the film, and I'll come up with a game plan, and, and Monday I'll get with you and kind of show you, and if you want to take offensive line, I'll kind of show you what I want to do. And, yeah. and I mean, in the end, I kind of was just a glorified water boy. Yep. Or, yep. you know, patting kids on the back or taping up and, you know, and, and it got pretty boring for me and I, I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just didn't want to be that way. And, and, you know, as things move down our coaching pecking order, now we've begun to get the kids involved and the leaders involved and, and get them their input. And because I think when everybody has a little input in things, they have a little stake in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and then they're they're gonna they're gonna go to further uh, take take more steps to make sure that you know um, because they believe in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yep. Now, how? I mean, I know you always, you guys always have seemingly seems like you guys always have huge linemen. You know, and they're always strong. You know, to me, I mean, I know you've had really good quarterback last couple of years, but what is like, how much importance do you put on offseason? Not just the weightlifting, but like the, you know, the bigger, faster, stronger, stuff like that. How, how big, how big do you, and, I, and coming off of that, how big is your offseason and what do you believe is the most important factor in having the success that you guys have had on Friday nights? Well, um, our off-season program, well, we've we've got to where it's not really off-season anymore. We lift year-round. Yeah. And okay. unless we have an athlete that's with a coach that doesn't want to lift or whatever, and, and I believe that's every coach's right to do what he wants to as when it's he has that kid in his, uh, you know, in his sport. But uh, I think it's huge. Um, I think if you don't have a weightlifting program and, and if you don't develop your athletes. Um, everybody else is and your good athlete is not going to be as good compared to somebody else's good athlete so um, we lift weights uh, we kind of have got to where we evolved we, when I started out we started out you know pretty much to a T trying to do the bigger faster stronger program and I think it's a great program and mm-hmm. I think just uh, we evolve a little bit here and there every year trying to customize it to the things that we like and the things that the kids like and the things that the kids are going to work hard at. And, you know, as long as the kids are working hard, I mean, Herschel Walker had a lot of success doing push-ups. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And some people want to do bench press. And, and you know, my brother is into CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think there's there's lots of ways to do things. And the main thing is, is getting those kids working hard and getting them dedicated. And, and I think the off season part of it, you know, when it's not football season, when it's summertime, you know, I think those things build character and toughness. And, um, you know, and I, I think that not just being stronger and faster, 
that when you get in the middle of that tough football game and you can get them in the huddle and say, guys, reflect back on all the hard work you put into this. You know how many hours, Oh yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's something that I, you know, I've encouraged our kids to do this year is, you know, every time you work out, you know, log it kind of like you would a food log, you know, to know how many calories you're taking. And, you know, football season gets here. We're going to reflect back on how many hours you put in to this. And I think that maybe – I'm hoping anyway, we've never done this before. I'm hoping maybe that uh, that that helps motivate these kids through the tough times when they're sore, when they're tired, that, hey, I put a lot into this, you mm-hmm. know. It's time to get tough. And, and I didn't put all the time in over the previous nine months to lay down right now or to give in to myself. And, you know, that's kind of what I'm hoping how that goes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Now I got one last question for you. It's kind of just a little off the wall thing. What? Uh-oh. Well, it's not. It's not too crazy. <laughs> now, me, I'm. I, I try not to be this guy, but you know, go, whenever we kind of gotten on a you know, a little bit of a win streak last couple of years, kind of I, I will wear the same order of practice shirts during the week. You know? <laughs> and then on game day, there was one. I think when we played y'all. Last, not this past season, but season before last, I always have these certain socks I wear because we always wear pants, so they're kind of hidden. I'm a a crazy sock guy. And I I couldn't find the ones that I usually wore, so I just wore a different pair. And we, uh, y'all, mercy ruled us. So I was like, I can't wear them anymore. So now I make sure I wear the same socks every game day, and I wear the same order of practice shirts every week. Do you have any kind of weird things like that? I'm pretty weird. I don't know if I'm that weird, Coach. Um, <laughs> uh, and by the way, hey, you guys have done a great job there, and y'all have put together a couple of really good seasons, and you've been a big opponent on our schedule, you know, as far as. So, mm. I mean, you guys don't cut yourself short. Y'all, y'all got a, y'all's got some good things going there and have done a heck of a job. Well, thank and, you. and I'm proud of you. And, and I'm proud that, that football in this part of the state is – is you know it is what it is. Yeah. So, um, well, thank but, you. you know, I, uh, I, uh, I don't have that many strange things that I do as a coach. Yeah. Um. I. I yeah. I have my shirt that I like to wear under my. You know the two shirts. I. You know if it's hot, I'm going to try to wear something light, and I have my things I like to wear. And if it's cold, there's certain things I like to wear. Mm-hmm. Um. Back when I started coaching with Coach Gothard years ago, just to kind of, you know, try to show kids, you know, some toughness and mental toughness, <laughs> you know, I wore shorts no. when it was snowing. Mm. And the kids looked at me like I was crazy. And believe me, I was cold. <laughs> but but it was like, guys, I can do this. I can do anything for three hours. Yeah. You know, I'm not, it's 31. You know, I'm not going to get frostbite. <laughs> Yeah. And so I did that, and then the next week, you know, it was like, you're going to wear shorts again. And so I wore my shorts again. So now I pretty much I wear shorts. And I don't know if it's as much uh, uh, maybe superstition, but it's just one of those habits that I've developed over the years. And there's been a few games I've thought, man, I'm going to wear sweatpants or I'm going to wear khaki pants or whatever and yeah. the kids remind me coach you can't do that that's bad luck yeah so i don't know if it's as much uh 
my superstition is theirs, but you'll probably, you'll pretty much see me wear shorts. Uh, it doesn't matter what the temperature is, and uh, yeah, you know that that's about the only thing I can think of. So good deal. Well, Coach, man, I, I appreciate you taking time out to talk to me. Hey, I appreciate you, and and uh, I appreciate what you do for sports and for kids because uh, I, I don't think the man you are. So I appreciate you having me. Thanks to Coach Norton for joining me today and to talk a little football. For those that compete against the Velma football team, you know you're going to have to bring your A game. And I believe that's a testament to not only their kids, I mean, having good athletes always helps, but it's also a testament to the leadership that Coach Norton brings to the table. The same leadership he brought to that dominant offensive line he anchored as back-to-back state champions in the mid-90s, he brings to the coaching side of it as well. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.